It's your host, B.A., back in your head once again with another episode of the Just My Opinion podcast. Your ears could be anywhere in the world, but they are right here with your boy. You already know where we going. You already know how we coming. You already know how we starting this episode. The Super Bowl, the biggest matchup that I can remember between the Chiefs and the Bucks, Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady, Baby Goat versus GOAT, whatever it is that you named it, that you wanted to call it, the game is over. I had so many mixed feelings about the game, which I spoke on last week, and I I, I let it simmer a couple of more days, and I was just going back and forth, literally almost tossing and turning, trying to figure out how this game could go, because it could go so many different ways, in my opinion, and... All that was left was where my heart really lies with the game of football. I think that the game of football is very simple. I think if you have certain things in place, uh, whether that be positions or coaching, things like that, the game or the season will be um, not necessarily easier, but it'll be a little bit of a road less traveled, if you will, because you have those organizational things in place. Um, I think that we all became prisoners of the moment um, most of the time over the past two years and really have become fanboys in some shape, form, or fashion. Um, And I had an epiphany right around like 6 o'clock on Sunday. The game started at 6.30, and I started listening to my football heart, just asking questions to myself and to my associate producer, um, just going back and forth, like, well, how? what do you feel about this? And what do you feel about that? And the last question that I asked him right before the game started was, if this game was a blowout, if we see a blowout, if we see a Peyton Manning versus the Legion of Boom, what team would lose? And the answer to that question was the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's exactly what happened. The game recap, the Bucks win the Super Bowl 31-9. The one word that I said most of the, about the last two weeks or so um, in referencing the, the Bucks, the only thing, I, the big thing that I was worried about, I understand they had Brady, I understand they had all the weapons, and this and the third. And same for the Kansas City Chiefs. Pressure. And, and, of course, we knew that the tackle was out. Um, of course, we knew that the other tackle was gone from um, earlier this year. Uh, I believe they even lost their center as well. Uh, their backup tackle, who I talked about, Rimmers, he was actually in another Super Bowl with uh, with Von Miller. Tore him up then. So it just, as the week started going on, it's like, yo, pressure. There's pressure. This pressure, then you think about Mahomes' toe, which he was all right, but not 100%. Um, they said they, he actually may have surgery on it. It was just the pressure, the pressure, 
what do you do about the pressure? Do you run? Do you try to run the ball? Do you quick draws, quick screens, or you know, how, are we going to see like I was talking about? Are we going to see Tyreek Hill out the backfield, which we did see a little bit? Um, you know, just how are they going to handle the pressure? What what schemes are they going to draw up to handle this pressure? And that pressure was the key all night long. Patrick Mahomes was sacked three times. He was pressured over 29 times. He was hit 10 times. He threw two picks. Um, a next-gen stat came out by the end of the game. It said that man ran 497 yards before he passed the football. Before he even passed the football. All the, the, the drop backs. The turning around, fake out, which he had some really good fakes, some some turns and fakes that other quarterbacks can't make. And that was just to buy a little bit more time. Like, all game long, man. Like, it was in his face. It was there. Um, but in, honestly, in my opinion, he still didn't play bad. Um, he still was the Superman that we know him to be, you know, just watching the game. Um, he went 26 of 49 for 270 yards. Man, it was just the time, the, 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 the life sparks that he did give the receivers and skill positions couldn't come up with the, with, with the overall greatness level of play. Um, Travis Kelsey, he had, ten, you know, over 10 receptions for, you know, a book. But he had a very, very early crucial third down drop. Very crucial. Um, more shout out to Patrick Mahomes. Man, he had two end zone drops, so they only scored nine points. And he probably probably should have added 14 points to that. He hit two receivers in the freaking face. Tyreek Hill and Williams, I believe it was in the end zone, hit them in the face. There's one picture out there where he's totally horizontal, trying to escape, escape some pressure, get away from a sack, falling down, still throws the ball accurately, and it hits the receiver. It's not like it just, you know, he wasn't looking at it and it bumped him in the face. Literally, the ball gets there before your hands can clamp together. You see the ball coming. And it hits you in literally in the face. There was really nothing more that even the picks he threw was kind of out of desperation trying to make a play. Ball gets tipped up. I, I can't say too much about that. Um, he missed early a little bit. It was a result of pressure, in my opinion. Um, but shout out, man, to the Tampa Bay Bucks, man. Devin White versus Kelsey was a stalemate. Um, if you think about their whole linebacking core, Devin White, Shaq Barrett, Levante David, who's actually forgotten about for some odd reason now, they killed all that. All that stuff in the middle of the field. Yeah, like I said, Kelsey had a good game. But he worked for every, it's almost like a basketball analogy. How people say, uh, you may have 30 points on 30 shots. Like you worked for every single piece of that 30. Ever since ever every part of that buck that he got, those those 10 plus receptions, he worked for it every time. They was on him like white on rice all night long. But going on to the Bucks, Brady, he officially won the game. Um, he did what he needed to do, 21-29 for 201 yards, three TDs, two to uh, Gronk, one to A.B. He took advantage of his short field uh, a lot due to penalties on the Kansas City Chiefs part. They had 11 penalties for a buck 20. 
Um, a lot of the, the Chiefs looked at the Bucks. How you know a lot of teams look at the Chiefs. You know, you know they won the coin toss. Cool. Um, and we were thinking, okay, they got they got Brady on the three and out. Cool. Your turn. Seven zero. Same story all over again. That seven zero never came. Um, that three, those three came, but you know the momentum never got going like it usually gets going. Even when they were down, you know, and even still, they kind of had a Golden State Warriors feel. It's kind of how they built their reputation. You know, I always still felt almost until about five minutes left in the fourth. This is possible. It's possible. But, you know, it, it never happened. Once they were down, it looked like they they could never really get back in it. Their heads were down, pointing fingers, getting, in, you know, into altercations. You know, the second person always gets caught. They got caught a couple times. Um, getting into it with Tom Brady. Um, the offsides that led to the first first down touchdown. There were like two separate P.I. calls on Breland and Matthew. Um, countless holding calls. Um, I don't know if many people knew, but uh, just to mention this, this information was was presented before the game. Um, just to let you know that the officiating crew. I, I've seen a lot of people talk about the officiating. Uh, that crew, or at least the head of that crew, they called the most holding holding penalties in the league in a year where the percentage for holding calls was down. So they've been calling it less. But this crew is still number one. Just you know, a little food for thought. You know, I always, I because I everybody always kind of knew that Kansas City they kind of hold a little bit. You know, they do a little things here and there, but it, it's never too much to really call it. But if you have a very sensitive officiating crew, you know, depending on how they call things, they let it go for like the first series. I think I didn't really see one for the first series. After that, it was laundry everywhere on the field. It looked real one-sided, even to the point to where the commentators at halftime were talking about it. Um, but also, um, well, I mean, shout out to the, the officiating crew. You know, side note, they did have uh, the first woman ref in the Super Bowl. Um, unfortunately, she is the one that called <laughs> the offsides. Um, ironic. Um, but time of possession was 31 to 28 in the Bucks' favor. Um, it... It just never, it just never went right for the Chiefs. It just never went right. They tried to finally run the ball. They tried to loosen up that too high safety in the third, and it was actually pretty quality runs. But you were really down too much to even worry about that at that point in time. Um, yeah, man, that's just really what that game came down to. Um, but other parts of the game is everybody watches on the Super Bowl. The commercials were all right. You know, not bad. Uh, some ones that pointed out to me or that stood out to me, uh, Drake, he had his little State Farm joint. Um, Pepsi and Cardi, that was cool. Uh, anything with famous people was was pretty cool. There weren't really too many corny uh, commercials, uh, even for some of the brands that were kind of corny that we don't care about. I saw a lot of good commercials um, just with concepts and maybe, you know, old school music or you know, humor or whatever the case may be. Um, the name just escaped me, but there was a Disney movie um, that's coming out that looked awesome. Um, I'm actually probably going to check that one out. That looked great. Anything action related with Disney, they kind of always do pretty straight with that. Um, 
The weekend's halftime performance made me feel like my parents should have covered my eyes. Um, A former Chiefs player, I think it was Larry Johnson, he said it looked like a satanic ritual. Um, I don't feel like my brother was that far off. Once the red red lights on the mask came up and everything was dark, um, it was about that time to go into the house and go grab me a drink. Um, I'll come back in about 10 minutes later. Um, But for the songs that you know that you're not necessarily looking at the TV for, in in my case, cool. You know, of course, I watched it. I'm not playing like I actually cover my eyes, but you know the songs. It was, it was, it was cool. I guess you know. I mean, like I don't like the weekend, so, uh, but you hear the excitement in my voice. Um, moving right along, um, there was a random fan that streaked on the field. Um, that's always a classic. Of course, TV, you know, getting better and better. They cut that off as soon as it started. But, you know, you hear, you can go, go hear the radio broadcast. He made it all the way to the end zone. Um, shout out to you, sir. Uh, hopefully nothing too damaging happened to you afterwards. Um, but my guess is that it didn't. Um, but just to kind of wrap everything up, man, Brady's the GOAT. He's the GOAT, man. Seven and three, ten trips. You know, your longevity, check. You know, records, make sure you're you down in the record books. Uh, records that maybe people can accomplish and maybe some things that it'll take a long time. Check. I don't think nobody may get back and have a, a home Super Bowl for a while, especially you're the first person to do that. So, you know, that's cool. Got passing passing uh, records and everything like that. That's check. Um, number of rings, check. Um, that's done. Um, some people, I've had some conversations, some people still feel uh, Joe Montana, um, why that is, you will have to speak to them individually. That is their point of view. Um, but a big question comes on number of rings, longevity, uh, undefeated versus defeated, those types of things. I'll let you guys have those conversations, but just acknowledging that those conversations are still out there. But in my head, it's a wrap for right now. Can Pat catch him? It's a longer convo, like, let's see now. Um, but I think Pat would be fine. But I am kind of glad he got this sting in his career kind of early. So I think he'll play free from now on. Like, you've had two cracks at it. You're one and one. You know, you you still have the, the blank canvas. Because a lot of people are trying to say, like, well, he can't catch Brady or there's almost like there's no level of greatness to be obtained left at the quarterback position. I don't feel like that's the case. Um, just starting off, let's go. Let's just say this for hypotheticals. Two years go by, two, three years go by. What if he runs off three straight? But what, what would you what would you say then? Um, because you have to think about the other parts of the discussion and the argument as well. He came in, you know, a little bit higher regard. You know, have the you know the best career first two, three years starting, you know, he didn't come in like the old guard, like, okay, sit for, you know, three or what. He didn't sit as long as Aaron Rodgers or, you know, it, it's a lot. It's it's, it's, a, it's a more of a blank canvas than what I think we're giving his his career credit for. Um, but that is still yet to be seen, but I still think that he can still get there. It'll be a lot longer road. You know, you got to get up to 20 years playing, you know, knock on wood, nothing happens to you or anything like that. Um but, you know, just to be real about it, Russell ain't been back. You know, A-Rod ain't been back. Breeze ain't been back. 
you know. But where do the Chiefs go now? Um, of course, when you lose, people obviously think you need to, you know, break down your team and start over. But just looking out, what do they do? Like, do they go more defense to kind of bolster that side of the ball? Um, did not be bend, you know, be that bend and not break defense and more of a stout upper echelon defense. I don't know if they have the money to do that. But, you know, do they go kind of focus on that side of the ball a little bit more? Um, do you look at the receiver position? You had Sammy Watkins, you know, down. Did he look the healthiest to me? I don't know. He had one catch from what I saw. Um, but then for the most part, it looked like he was just out there to be out there. Um, draft picks, do you go in the draft? The Chiefs obviously draft 31, um, unless you're a smart drafting team and just drafting for depth. That may not be of much use to you. Um, like I said, depending on your organization, how crafty you are in drafting. Um, you got to watch out for your contracts. A lot of people, they locked up last year after they won. But, you know, there's still going to be some free agents who who and how, you know, how important they are. You know, we'll see in a little bit once free agency opens and they will have to decide that. But that is something to be watched. The Bucks have a lot of free agents. Uh, Shaq Barrett, JPP, Gronk, and AB, just to name a few. So they will have to watch that as well. Uh, we know Brady's coming back. Uh, it could be, a, you know, a talk, you know, about repeating or things like that. Of course, that's going to come about. They'll be in the mix. I'll tell you that much. Um, I know I know that for sure. Also, this past weekend, um, we had the selected players for the NFL Hall of Fame. Um, players who will be inducted is uh, Drew Pearson, wide receiver for the Cowboys. Uh, shout out to all the Cowboys fans who have been pushing, jumping on tables to get this man in. He's been snubbed. Congratulations to you, sir, for finally getting in. Um, and then the Young Bucks, uh, Peyton Manning, nothing else to be said there. Charles Woodson, Calvin Johnson, retired way too soon, but we know how what that story was and how that goes. Shout out to you, sir. I actually met him before. Uh, Alan Fanica, Bill Nunn, John Lynch, and Tom Flores. Uh, congratulations to you guys on being selected for the Hall of Fame. Um, just some other little small tidbits, information and things that I knew and maybe didn't didn't know. Um, for those who are big Netflix fans and watch Last Chance You, John Franklin III, he now has a Super Bowl ring. He is the first uh, player or uh, person from that Netflix series to actually win a ring. Uh, congratulations to you. And Dominican Sue, you have your ring. You are a champion, sir. Uh I brought him up more so because it kind of reminds me of like the Aaron Donald thing. I think he would have had the same type of career a little bit more, a little bit better career than what he had if he wasn't stepping on people and doing all that type of stuff. But, you know, you are a champion. I think that caps off his his career. Shady McCoy, who you haven't seen in forever. Jersey was incredibly clean on Sunday. He's a back-to-back champ. He won last year with the Chiefs and won this year with the Bucks. That's crazy. Good ending for your book as well. Antonio Brown has gotten a bunch of bonuses from the last week of the season to the Super Bowl. He got a, a touchdown, so that was a bonus. Making it to the Super Bowl was a bonus, so so on and so forth. Congratulations to you, sir. It almost uh, I actually heard it this past weekend asking if he could be Super Bowl MVP. 
I thought it was no way until hell freezes over that they would let Antonio Brown walk out of that building with the Super Bowl MVP. Of course, that did not happen. Uh, shout out to the Bucks coaching staff, Byron Leftwich, Keith Armstrong, Todd Bowles, Harold Goodwin, um, all black, all on the Bucks staff, uh, the, the pretty much the four main members outside of Bruce Arians. Shout out to Bruce Arians. Shout out to Andy Reid, like I've done earlier this season. Um, not just because Black History Month, um, just because you get it. It is not always just about putting black people in position, but it is about giving black people a chance to see what they can do. Um, and it's not even just about black people. Uh, he has two women on his staff as well in strength and conditioning and as a positional coach as well. Uh, just the inclusion and the focusing and pushing forward on his part, that has to be saluted. Uh, but to some other things going on in the NFL, uh, there's, say, there's reports out there that Carson Wentz could be traded in the upcoming days. Look for that to happen maybe this week. Uh, I saw a report out there that Matt Ryan and Julio will not be traded. That is dumb, 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 dumb on, you know, on their part. Uh, just move forward. That's the only way. If you if you are a Falcons fan and you want to move and you want to move your your franchise forward, I don't care what quarterback you think you may get. I, I, I don't care. I don't care. It's not going to happen until you move one of them. Period. Like, let your emotions go. I understand he's been there. He took us over the hill, you know, with uh, post Vic and everything like that. Julio's been the best thing to ever get drafted here since sliced bread. Like, that's all that's all good. I feel it. But you, there is no way you can move forward with your cap space situation or with your player situation if you do not move one of them. That's all I have to say about that. This is not. A, this is not. We've already fired Dan Quinn this season. Done everything else that I've asked at the Falcons. But you know that it is what it is. Um, of course, we know Deshaun Washington still has not been traded. The franchise is still saying they would not trade him. Um. More messiness to come up from that. Um, also, there is there was a report that said that there was a Dallas Cowboy hype video and that Prescott was nowhere in it. We know usually what goes on with that, but we will stay tuned. Will your boy get his money? We'll see. But wrapping up the NFL season, it has now come to a close, ladies and gentlemen. The awards, Rookie of the Year, Justin Herbert, Defensive Player of the Year, Aaron Donald, Offensive Player of the Year, Derrick Henry, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Chase Young, and the MVP is Aaron Rodgers. Um, some other quick notes about the NFL season. COVID stinks. Um, the biggest hiccups from this season were obviously when quarterbacks miss games um, or when they reschedule games too much. Um, Steelers had that problem. It didn't really affect them too much um, standing-wise, but I think maybe mentally and emotionally it did. Uh, Cam had to go through it. Lamar Jackson had to go through it. Um, the extra playoff team definitely works. I rock with that. Having only one team get to buy. I rock with that. Parody is still there. I think they played harder throughout the year because of that seeding, um, especially in the last week of the season. Before now, we would always kind of know what the seeding would look like, and some people would actually rest their starters and things like that. That did not happen this year. That was pretty cool. Injury bug is the only thing we were kind of worried about. 
but it didn't really show his ugly head too much. It just kind of did whenever it does, how it usually does. Um, there was more, there was, there's more potential for player movement now, mostly coming because quarterbacks and superstars in general may be becoming disgruntled with their organizations and they want out. But I'm excited to see how this, hey, I want out, let me out, NBA stuff works in the NFL. Um, so, for example, Deshaun, we'll see what happens with him. Uh, Matt Stafford, he got his way out. Uh, Carson Wentz, he's getting his way out. Actually, I'm going to just go ahead and say this. Let's watch this player movement when it comes to black quarterbacks. I don't know how y'all feel about that, but I literally just thought about that on the spot. Stafford wanted out. He got moved within a week. Carson Wentz lost his job this year and allegedly is going to get moved this week. How soon will Deshaun get moved? And will this turn into, oh, well, Deshaun's the bad guy, all that? I want I want to watch and see how, how, how that turns out. Matty Ice, would he actually get moved? They say they weren't trading him, but, you know, the draft can change everything. Who who else won out? That that can't get paid, and Deshaun can't get can't get moved. That's that's that that's very that's very interesting to me, very interesting to me. Um, but the young quarterback movement to Herbert that went well this year. Uh, changing of the guard, not having to sit the young quarterback for X amount of years before you play him. Hey, like hey, we drafted you, go play. Um. The black head coaching concerns are still there. Uh, the NFL kind of tried to gloss over social injustices. Yeah, I'm going to still talk about you. Um, there was no more kneeling. Um, the message on the back of the helmets, like people, little folks with like Breonna Taylor and in racism and um, we're, all, we're all in this together, all the other type of stuff that's on the back of the helmet that can't nobody see. That's worse than the Black Lives Matter on the NBA floor. You know, I mean, hey, I, I I respect the gesture. Let's just make sure we say that. I respect the gesture. But, yeah, bro, like, let's take the, the most obsolete part on the helmet, the, you know, the part on the helmet that don't nobody care about and put a, and put a message there. But, you know, whatever. They could at least let my sis have the whole national anthem alone. You know, but hey, we finished the season. Congratulations to Roger Goodell and the NFL um, for pulling together whatever you could, however you could, the best way you could, allegedly, um, to give us a season, to give us something to watch. We commend you and salute you for that. Moving on to the NBA. We won't be on it long because there is one thing in the NBA that we do have to get to. Uh, the net signed Noah Vonley. Um we talked about Iman Shumpert signing last week and talking about how we they need more defenders or just need to fill out the rest of their roster, period. Um, this is a, a step in that direction. I didn't, mind you, I didn't say the right direction, but I said that direction. Um, he's 6'10". He is a defender. Um, has he had the best NBA career? Just really filled in as a role player. Um, probably... Um, a little disappointing from where he was drafted and where they thought he would be. But, you know, he's good and he plays defense. It's kind of just what they needed. So that's fine. Moving along, uh, Derrick Rose has been traded back to the Knicks. Uh, he was traded for Dennis Smith, 
who uh, the guy who I mentioned last week who wanted to go back to the G League to show what he had. He now has a new team, um, a team that's not doing that well. But, hey, he probably may get uh, some PT on that team. He's a high flyer. They could use anything right now, whether it's free cupcakes or a slam dunk from one of their players. Um, just a, a quick thought. Uh, what's up with Zion? Uh, you know, he, I mean, of course he's averaging 24 and seven. That's not nothing to poo poo at. Um, but wasn't like he up next, like, wasn't he like the next LeBron James, uh, person to take over the league and, you know, to be on all the Wheaties boxes and we supposed to, we supposed to have, uh, we waiting on Zion. Like we've been waiting on flying cars from the Jetsons. Like we were supposed to have, you know, Zion time like next week. You know, the only commercial I see is when they team play on TV and it's never not, it's really not that exciting. Um, I don't know if it's, you know, I don't even know if he's an all-star, but I don't know if it's because Stan Van Gundy and they them playing slow. They play a lot slower than what they played last year. They're a 12th seed right now. Um, you know, Alvin Gentry got fired for them not making the bubble. And then you're in the 12th seed this year. That smells very fishy to me. But, you know, I just want to watch out for them because, I mean, it just looks like he's a reactive player. You know, the team looks at, you know, Lonzo Balls and trade talks. JJ's not even playing the best, and he's been the one that's played for uh, Van Gundy before um, when he had his best season um, before he started getting under uh, Dot Rivers. But it was just very interesting because, he, you know, I don't know if it's a social media thing or, you know, you can just go from 10 back to 2 or 3 you know, so fast, you know, you can be up there and then you'll be down. Like, I don't even see him on the top. You know, you thought you would see him on top 10 every night, you know, maybe about once a week. But, you know, when you're in that dunker spot, you get a lot of dunks. But it, it seems like those dunks and those powerful and um, energetic plays, they don't turn into wins. They just turn into reactive points and ticket sales. But the main thing that I want to talk about uh, about the NBA, uh, coming to find out, and you can go look up the school if you would like, you know, send them a nice email or make a nice call or just watch out, you know, just watch the information as it continues on. You know, we don't do anything malicious around here, but, you know, you can go look up this information. Um, the North Ogden Montessori Charter School in Utah said that it would allow parents to opt out of the Black History Month curriculum by parents' request. So a child, by their parents' request, can opt out of the Black History Month material taught by their school. Where they do that at? Like I said, this was due to parents' requests. As you may figure, the school is in a 94% white area. Data shows that only three students are black. You know, 70% of the students are white. And shout out to... Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, they brung attention and shed light on this issue. Um, of course, the school 
sent out messages and walked everything back and said that, you know, they're going to keep it in the curriculum and that, you know, it should be in there. But, you know, just like Donovan Mitchell said, racism is taught. Prejudices that you have against people are taught. All of that stuff is taught. And when you say, hey, I don't want my kids to learn this. This I don't want my kids to acknowledge this this part of of history. Which is American history, it's not necessarily black. I don't want to just call it black. It's American history. That that lets you know exactly where we've been, exactly where we are. So once again, like I said, the election's not over. That stuff is the election is over, but the problems are still here. They literally said, "Yo, I don't want my kids to learn this. I'll come back next month." You can't get you don't you don't have a choice, brother. I mean, like all all these COVID decisions making people go in buildings and this that and the third, but you can opt out of the Black History Month curriculum on the shortest month of the year. It's only 28 days. You ain't even in school for the whole 28 days. They don't even teach you the good stuff about it anyway. So is that is that is is that bad to you that you just can't that you can't do that? Thank you, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert, you know what? You're not as bad after all. He 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 he, he coming back around. PR wise in my head at least. Thank you for bringing this to light. And I, and matter of fact, speaking of lights, speaking of lights, all the and this is directly to those parents who didn't want their their children involved. And this is not malicious, so I mean, hey, take it how you want. Take it how you want. Since you don't want your children to see any parts of Black History Month be a part of the curriculum or you know learn. You know, for the first time, somebody who they may not have heard of in their short lifespan, you know, on this earth and in in their career scholastically, their scholastic career. We're going to have a black history moment right now. Since you don't want their kids to learn about black history month, let's try this. Drive your racist behind to work. Take your kids to and from school. And ignore the three light traffic light invented by Mr. Garrett Morgan and see how far your tail get without black history. That's what we're going to do. That's the challenge for today. That's the, how about we make we need to make that a challenge every day for Black History Month going forward. Every every day of the month, we're going to pick one invention made by a black person and you don't use it. And see how wonderful your day is. So for today, for those parents and any other parent that don't want to deal with Black History Month, black or white, I don't care what color you are, drive your behind around your city, your state, your county, your nation, and ignore the three light traffic light. And see how many oohs, ahs, Oh, my God, Lord, help us. Jesus, pleases you say today. And we will thank you tomorrow. Closing out the show, we're just going to touch on the Australian Open. Uh, Serena won, Coco won, Venus won, and Osaka won. 
you know why I said that. Keep watching and supporting all of our queens and the guys on the other side, too. Follow my tennis lovers. If you love tennis, just general, um, it should be pretty good to watch. My family watches a lot of tennis, so we'll be watching regardless. Uh, once again, it's Black History Month. Learn, read, apply. You know, don't opt out. You know, learn learn more than Muhammad Ali, MLK, and Malcolm X, even though there's probably more about those three gentlemen than what you already know. You know, talk to a black brother or black sister, get their point of view. Have a hard convo. I don't care. Get better, drink your water, exercise. Uh, guys and girls, you know, go ahead and get your last-minute Valentine's Day stuff if you're doing that, if they deserve that. You know, most resolutions get broken right into, right, right around this time with candy and all the other type of stuff. You know, last week with the Super Bowl, you know, do something different for Valentine's Day show. You really love a show. You really care. You know, if the if they in the streets like that, pay his or her gym membership. You know, go buy Saudi a Gatorade or, you know, do something different. You know, give a, you know, do, do something different. Don't just eat and just buy material thing. You know, if that's what you're going to do. But, hey, I'll check back next week and see how y'all Valentine's Day went. Stack, pray, and stay out of the way, man. It's your host, B.A. It's been another episode of the Just My Opinion Podcast.